Hey there, Cozy Babe, and welcome back to the Cozy Babes Club. I'm your host, Chloe Taylor, and I have a social media addiction, or I had one. And today's episode, I want to talk to you about that because I feel like even if you don't have a social media addiction, you might be somebody that you just scroll too much. You maybe want to make room for less of that in your life. And I feel like today's episode, I'm going to tell you exactly what I did, how I feel like I'm combating being overstimulated in a very highly stimulating world. And basically the tips and tricks that I use on myself to heal from this. So First of all, obviously, we're going to play a little bit of catch up. So <laughs> that's always got to come first. But uh, hi, how are you? I hope you're doing well. Um, I honestly didn't really have anything for catch up really planned. Uh, usually, I feel like I have something in mind that I want to talk to you about. But today, it's just me here, me off the cuff. It's almost midnight. I need to go to bed soon. Um, you know, I don't really have... I don't really have anything that like I super want to share other than in like 15 minutes when I'm recording this, it will already be over by the time you listen to this like weeks ago, but, uh, it is my 10 year wedding anniversary in 15 minutes and I'm excited. I'm going to go into the other room and give my husband a big old kiss cause he's still awake. <laughs> Uh, once I finish recording this and we have plans of course tomorrow and the next day we have like two day plans and it's gonna be really cute can't wait uh today actually I went out for my first real autumn walk my autumn hot girl walk I'm not gonna lie I feel like though I've been in my like mastering myself and my work ethic era I have not been in my work out era Okay. And I feel like I just haven't been moving enough. So I've started adding 30 minute exercises to my every week planner. And I have this thing with myself now where, because I've been really working on self-trust and building rapport with myself, if I write something in my planner, I have to do it. Like even if I need to go to bed and I'm really tired, that doesn't matter. I have to do the thing if it's in my planner, like facts, that is just how it is. That's what I've told myself. That's how I operate. And I don't let anybody tell me otherwise point blank pyramid. So (laughs) that being said, I uh, have been doing that more, but I actually, you know, I have a stationary bike that I use in my house, but I actually went out for a walk today with my husband. It was really nice. It was raining all day, but there was like a gap in the rain that day or this day, this day, it was today. Uh, There was like a gap in the rain and we went out and we walked and it smelled so incredible outside. You know what? That's something I feel like not enough people told me about when I moved to the Pacific Northwest is like anywhere that you move. It doesn't have to be the Pacific Northwest, but like notice the smells of nature when you go outside, because where I grew up in my hometown, our major smells were the orange blossoms because I lived in a town that was known for their orange groves. So orange blossom season every year was like, that is a familiar home smell to me. And I don't get that where I live now, but here I get the smell of pine trees a lot because Pacific Northwest pine trees, but it just like fall just smells different here in a good way. It smells good. So yeah, took a cute little, uh, wet walk. Uh, I listened to 
Leo Skeppy while I was out. Y'all know I love his podcast, Aware and Aggravated, or I think it's Aggravated and Aware. Love him. He's fantastic. But listen to a little Leo Skeppy. I also recently have been listening to, I think it's called The Confidence Chronicles. Really great podcast. Uh, It's by, her name's Erica. She calls herself Erica from America. (laughs) And her podcasts are really good. They give me like a nice little dose of uh, dopamine and like a kick in confidence. And I love it. So uh, if you've been looking for that, check out the confidence chronicles, but yeah, I went for a cute little walk today, a little hot girl walk with my mans. It was a really good time. I felt like, you know, it just, it felt good to get some movement in, but I guess that's all that I really had to update you on. So hi, I'm Chloe and I'm an addict to social media. I feel like that is not how you say it. It's like, I'm, I'm addicted to social media, I guess is what I would say, but I'm not currently addicted to social media. Like I think that genuinely, and I'm going to talk to you about why I believe this. I was not diagnosed or anything like with an addiction. This is just me self-diagnosing. I do not recommend you do this for yourself. And, uh, you know, I do feel like there are varying degrees of stuff like this, but the thing is, I felt like I had a really serious problem and, I feel like first and foremost, you have to know that because I work in social media, like even though, yes, I'm a YouTuber, I'm a podcaster, you all know that. But even though I work in social media, I always would kind of tell myself like, oh, it's my job. So like, it's okay. It's okay if I'm endlessly scrolling. It's okay if I'm looking at my analytics constantly. It's okay if I'm constantly refreshing the page to see what new thing is here. And I would tell myself like, oh, it's, it's all like study for my channel. It's all study to like make more content. It's okay if I'm here all the time, but here's how I noticed the issue. When I started to notice it, I couldn't unsee it. And you might see yourself in some of these things. And I want you to know that it's okay. Like step number one is awareness. Okay. Step number one is awareness. But the first thing that I noticed is that when I would sit down with Instagram or TikTok or even YouTube, especially with YouTube, the app, because there's shorts on it. Uh, I feel like this was my biggest problem is I would get stuck on short form content videos. I wasn't the kind of person that could just look at TikTok for 20 minutes and then put the phone down. I would be there for 12 hours sometimes. Like, I'm not kidding. That's not an exaggeration. I would literally look down and then look up and realize that it went from nighttime to daytime and 12 hours had passed and what had I done with my time? So that was problem number one problem. And this wasn't like an everyday occurrence. This is why I said like, I don't even know if I could call it an addiction, but to me, in my mind, it was so, um, but 12 plus hours in one sitting all like not again, not every day, but any time that I allowed myself to be with the app that would happen, any of the apps that have short form content. Then I also noticed that I wouldn't keep promises to myself. And this was my biggest problem is I would tell myself like, oh, I'm going to get all this work done today. I'm going to get ahead. I'm going to do this. And then I would sit down at my work computer and I would open YouTube and I would start watching other people's content or like that to me counted as well, watching YouTube content. And I would just end up flipping through my homepage, finding new people to watch and I feel like what really gets me is I think this was actually the 
first thing that I noticed that I had a problem was I would be watching a YouTube video, okay? And I would go look on the side panel and I would click on another video and like load it up in backstock. I would get through like three minutes max of the video that I was watching. I would skim through it. I would start like clicking every few minutes and just seeing little bits and pieces. Then I would close that and go to the next video. Like I was always loading one in the chamber before, like sometimes four in the chamber before I sat down to watch one. And I wouldn't limit myself. Like I would just be like, okay, skimmed that video. That was boring. Skim the next one, the next one, the next one. And again, before I would know it, six hours would go by. And I'd be like, holy shit, I was supposed to work today. I was supposed to record videos. I was supposed to make podcasts. I was supposed to, and like, this is weird for me. Like I am somebody that is a very detail oriented individual. I've never had a problem with my work ethic. I've always been somebody that like, if there is a job to be done, Chloe Taylor will get it done. Like that is just the kind of person when it comes to my work, I have really strong work ethic. And I know that about myself, but honestly, I feel like this became a problem for me probably in 2021 when I had my mental health crisis. I feel like this was something that I grew a coping mechanism of social media when I was going through a really hard time. And I think this is typical for a lot of people. You know, you just want to like eat cheesy puffs on the couch and zone out. And that was what I would do. Not to mention in 2021, I'm going to briefly mention this too, that when I was at the height of my panic attacks and like disassociation and all the hard times I was having, I would often put YouTube on to go to sleep because I couldn't sleep. And so like I was panicking so bad and so afraid that I wouldn't be able to sleep. I needed, and I'm st- I've always been somebody that needs noise to sleep, but it was like, I literally felt like I could not sleep. So I had to be watching something. It wasn't just like a comfort. It was almost like this obsessive thought of if I didn't have something on, like something bad would happen or I would die. Like it was to like a really excessive and heightened degree. And it didn't make sense because I was not okay mentally at the time. But my point to bringing that up with this is I feel like that was really where the unhealthy coping mechanism came in. That was like, insert the coping mechanism. Like I said, I've always been somebody that likes TV before bed. I am that kind of person. That is normal for me. Always has been. I had a TV in my childhood bedroom. I would turn it on, put the sleep timer on and go to sleep. Like that was very typical of me. However, I feel like when it became something I had to depend on for my own like mental well-being and survival in a state of crisis, that's when it got out of control. So... And like I said, I always had all the, every excuse in the book. Oh, like, it's okay. I'm doing research for my own videos. Oh, it's okay. Like, I'm just getting inspiration. This is me getting inspired. And no, I just wanted to zone out or like not even zone out. I literally like, I would be sitting scrolling on TikTok and I would know, I would be telling myself in my mind, okay, after this talk, TikTok, I'm going to stop. I'm going to put it down. And then I would just keep scrolling for another two hours. Like that happened all the time. So I feel like it was the YouTube thing though, where I realized I couldn't even sit through an entire video that that was when I realized it was a problem. I was like, oh, this is actually like really not good. This is not okay that I'm not even here intentionally taking content in. And I'm also not creating a whole lot of content either. Like I would, don't get me wrong. I think that that's actually bullshit. I feel like 
<laughs> I should, I don't even want to say that about myself because I feel like even in the thick of it, when I've had like really bad times, I have never just fully let like my YouTube channel die or like I've taken brief hiatuses from my podcast. I've, I've done things where I've only uploaded like once or twice a month, but even in 2021, I was still uploading. Like I have never fully put down work, but in any case, <laughs> I shouldn't be so hard on myself about that, but I feel like I just wasn't doing things at the capacity that I could before. Like I wasn't, mind you, I was somebody that would upload videos three times a week. Sometimes I would put out two podcasts a week. Sometimes like I was just making so much content prior to that. And though I think some of it was a little excessive, I needed to tone it down. I don't think I needed to have this much interaction with other people's creations. So I realize I'm having a problem. What did I decide to do? So I do feel like for many months, I just kind of floundered and I just kind of let myself do it because that's something that they teach you in eating disorder recovery, like <clears throat> especially binge eating which is something that I have struggled with in the past. When you're recovering from a binge eating disorder and you're trying to teach yourself how to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not free eat, but like have food freedom. When you're teaching yourself food freedom, they tell you to let yourself have as much as you want of whatever you want. And in my experience, that really actually did work for me. It took months, but I'm actually at a place now in my life where food has become significantly more boring and it really is just a means to an end. Like it is something that I have to eat to live and I don't carry the same obsessions that I used to have with food, which I bring that up because that's something that they teach you is like, let yourself have as much as you want, let yourself indulge. And like, if you let yourself indulge, it will it, it basically it won't be interesting anymore. So if you let yourself indulge, it won't be interesting anymore was the tip that was always given for that. And so I thought like, okay, maybe that will work the same in social media. So if I let myself indulge in as much as I want, whenever I want, no restrictions, because I also feel like I'm somebody that would try to be like, oh, I'm trying to limit my screen time. So I'm going to not let myself look at any of these apps for two weeks. And then I would come back and I would want to like binge on everything. Right. So I tried to let myself just have all of it, put all the apps on my phone, uh, I let myself get on YouTube as much as I wanted to. No, it did not get better. It only got worse. It only got worse. And I don't think in this instance it was a, oh, it gets worse before it gets better. No, it just got worse and worse and worse. And so I realized that that was not a tactic that was going to work with this because it's just too stimulating. And as somebody that deals with ADHD, like I am always chasing the dopamine, chasing the stimuli. And I'm a Gemini moon because you know, I'm that bitch that will blame everything on the stars. Uh, Gemini moons, any, any major Gemini placement, sun, moon rising, we need more stimuli than other people. Like we are the kind of people that when we're doing something that requires focus, we want to have a podcast on, we want music on, we want the TV on while we're doing it. And we're good at that. We need the background noise. <laughs> so I do feel like being a Gemini moon, like some of that stuff kind of tracks. Like I feel like I'm already chasing stimuli as well, but basically what I started to do is I was like, what can I do? Because this is not, this formula is not working for me. So 
I first started to learn, because y'all know me, I don't take anything laying down. If I feel like there's a problem in my life, it might take me some time to get to the point of wanting to correct it or change it or learn to accept it, whatever the, whatever the tactic is that I'm going to go with. But I will read every book. I will read every article. I will get to the bottom of why the fuck I'm feeling and doing, feeling the way I'm feeling and doing things the way I'm doing them. So I just, I don't know what that is about me. That is something that I just, I always tell y'all I am resilient as fuck. I will be able to come back from anything. I am resilient as fuck. So basically I really wanted to zoom in and look at like why social media is as addicting as it is. Why is it like this? Who does that benefit? And something I think that I came away with that bothered me was a lot of the information that people have come out with about TikTok specifically, and you please have your own discernment, make your own decisions. This is not me trying to sway your opinion in any direction. This is just the findings that I came came to and my opinion on what I will be doing. Might not be something that you even need to consider for yourself. But a lot of the information that I came across about TikTok specifically was that the app like the, not only, I mean, all of them are tracking our data. Let's be honest. They're all data harvesting us. We know that literally it's everywhere. Even in my fucking fire TV, like, you know, there's, we're all being data tracked, but I just really felt like even the stuff that I learned about, like how, how TikTok in like China versus the US is different and what they feed to like the Chinese population versus what they feed to the US population that really bothered me like it's like they're purposefully like I honestly feel and I can't prove it but I honestly feel like based on some of the things that I saw and read it was like the app is being used on purpose to make us feel a certain kind of way And most of it is just like not good about life. So I was like, you know what? I'm just not going to use TikTok literally ever again. And I also don't like short form content in general. I'm not a fan. Like, and I'm going to keep telling you kind of what I've done to push this out of my life because I just don't like it. I think it's overstimulating and we're already in such an overstimulating world. And I get overwhelmed with stimuli a little easily. I'm kind of sensitive. So Um, my first like major thing though, is I decided that I'm not going to be using TikTok at all. Like I still have the Chloe Taylor handle for TikTok, but I will not be uploading any of my short form content there. I will not be using TikTok as a platform. I feel like there is way more negative information about it out there than positive. And I don't like the way I feel when I engage with the app. So like even I don't know how else to explain this, but even on like an energetic level, I feel like I am highly sensitive to that kind of stuff. And the vibes that I get from the app are just not good. Like it feels dense. There feels like there is something wrong with it. And again, that this might be the fucking episode that gets my ass canceled, but I just, I don't like it. Something about it feels off and I would rather trust my own discernment, my own judgment on that and just decide not to use it. So TikTok completely out the door, not using her. She's no longer a problem, literally not a part of my life. Um, 
Of course, I took all the apps off my phone. So I don't keep the YouTube app on my phone. I don't keep Instagram. I don't keep Twitter. I don't keep any of it. None of it. No Facebook. No, I don't keep the creator studio on my phone, even though I'm a YouTuber by trade. Uh, I don't keep any of that on my phone. I only keep things that I have healthy relationships with. So this is like my Kindle app, my Audible app. Uh, my Duolingo app. I love Duolingo. I currently have a 66 day streak. Um, I'm learning French and Japanese. I'm having such a good time, but I don't keep apps on my phone that take my time. So you might ask, but Chloe, you're in the realm of social media. How do you do your job? So I don't keep anything on my phone. And this obviously is something that isn't going to work for everybody because not everybody has this. And I fully respect that. But my husband had a, an iPhone that we never traded in, but we'd already fully paid for it. And you might too, if you've like lived out an entire contract and you still have a phone that's usable, even if it's not very fast. Uh, I have an iPhone that is just connected to Wi-Fi, and it doesn't have a phone number or anything, but I use this phone for Instagram. It is my, it is my Instagram device and I don't engage with it unless I'm posting on the app or unless I have a specific reason to go there. Like maybe I've been talking to somebody in my DMS and I remember that I'm like, Oh, I need to check that and just like pop it and check my DMS really quick. I might do this once a week at most. I am not on the app. So I don't have Instagram on my phone. I only am checking it when I am getting on another phone that I keep turned off in my office, unless I'm using it intentionally. And also when I turn this, this might sound crazy to some of y'all, but when you had the problems that I was having, this is the shit that keeps me away from it because I realize it's a problem for me. It's kind of vulnerable to talk about this stuff because maybe this sounds nuts, but I don't care. It's what makes me feel better. So I will literally set a 20 to 30 minute timer on my Apple watch and on the watch, when that goes off, I have to close the app or like wrap up the thing that I'm doing and close it because I don't want to waste my time there. I feel like it's really easy for me to start looking at reels. Even if I went there to a, with a purpose, I will stop and like start looking at reels and shit. So don't like that. <laughs> um, one like cool thing that I feel like came as a result of that is because I don't have Instagram on my phone it's forced me to take more photos for myself. So like I don't post every little thing to my Instagram story because I don't have it with me. So when I take photos, I take them for myself or like my spouse or family or something that I might text it to. I don't take photos with the notion that it's going on social media. Like I've, I've, I have re-romanticized my life with myself because I do things for me now, not for stunting on a motherfucker. And that feels really good. It feels really empowering to like take cute little photos of things that I notice throughout my day or throughout my week because I just want them for me instead of always asking myself, how can I make content out of this? So um, if I ever want to post something like I've considered doing just like photo dumps at the end of every month and just like posting like, Hey, this is what October was like, you know, and I may do that in the future, but ultimately I feel like that's a positive side effect that has come out of it is, you know, that if I'm on Instagram, it's because I have that specific phone 
And I've been looking at it on there because I don't keep it on my phone, my like actual phone. Um, also something I want to mention with this, something that I think has also just helped me to not be like overstimulated in general. Uh, this is probably controversial for some people, but I don't think it should be. I do not consume news at all. And I'm not ashamed to admit this. I feel like in 2020, I would have been ashamed to admit this because I think that a lot of the things that happened, everybody felt like they needed to be an activist. And I don't get me wrong. I don't think I'm a bigot. I don't think that I intend to hurt other people. I don't intend to not stay informed on things that are important. But when it comes to actual world news, I don't need to know that stuff. Like if I cannot help someone, I don't need to know that stuff. They have convinced, like, I don't even know who they is. So I don't want to say they, I feel like that is, that is a way of speaking that I think also limits us when we say they, it like makes, it makes me feel like we think there is like some ominous power controlling everything. And I just don't believe that, but I feel like news outlets, they benefit from us watching and shock value keeps us watching. And so if it is not in my local community and I cannot help someone directly, I don't want to hear about it. Like that's the end. And also a lot of the really important stuff, like if there is something that's really important that I need to know about, somebody always tells me, somebody always tells me, like, I trust, trust me when I tell you, I haven't watched or consumed the news in more than 10 years. Like, okay, that's a lie because in 2020, I was looking at a lot of news, but outside of that, I hadn't watched or looked at the news in years. Like since I was in high school and girl, I graduated in 2009. Like I hadn't watched the news for over a decade at that point. And now I'm back on that. I don't look at the news for anything. If it is not bringing joy or happiness, or there's no way I can help the situation, I don't want to hear about it, period. I don't think in the digital age that we live in, I do think there are good things that the digital age has done for us. And then I think there are things that are not good for us. And I do believe that we are better together. However, if I am feeling so terrible because I am constantly being shown how every community is on fire, I'm not going to be a very good activist in my own community. I'm not going to be able to help people that are right outside my front door when those are the people that I could get to the easiest, you know? Anyways, I could talk more on that, but that's this podcast. Like, I feel like this is like the most open about these kinds of things that I've been ever, but I literally don't consume news period. I feel like that has also immensely helped me in not being overstimulated. Uh, okay. So no TikTok. I also just don't really use Twitter. Like I might retweet things periodically, but it's usually just me on my desktop app because I don't have it on my phone. I don't have it on any of my phones. <laughs> I don't really use Twitter. I honestly feel like ever since it was bought by, you know, who, uh, it just really isn't the same. And so I've even considered leaving Twitter altogether as well and just not using it same way with TikTok. Um, the other thing I want to say is if you deal with this same kind of problem, always being on social media and stuff, uh, install cold Turkey on your computer browser. I use cold Turkey. It's a free app that you can install. I think Mac, you can use it on Mac as well. And you can block websites from you being able to access them. 
and you can set time limits on it too. So like, say you want to take a social media break for a week, you can set a lock on it for a week. I don't keep mine locked. I keep it to where I can undo the switch because I do work in social media. So it's important to me that I'm able to access things if I need to, but I keep those things locked. And so I can't like, I don't let myself go and uncheck the button. So, um, cold Turkey on your browser, I feel like works really well. Um, and then this was probably the, the thing that helped me the most, believe it or not. I want to talk about YouTube because I feel like YouTube ever since adding shorts to the platform, it has become a very overstimulating place. Like, don't you notice how, when you look at your home screen or like your subscription box, if you don't put it in, I don't even know what it's called. I feel like I need to pull YouTube up so I can tell you what it's called, but if you look at your subscription section, like on desktop, okay, I only let myself use YouTube on desktop. Number one, if you look at your subscription box where like it shows you videos, automatically it puts you on grid view. Take that shit off. That is so overstimulating. Don't use it if you feel like YouTube overstimulates you. Look, there's another button that says list. It's like, it says manage and then it says grid and then it says list. And it's from the subscription page. It's on the right-hand side, not up in the top corner. It's like kind of hard to explain, but my point is use the list number one, use the list one, because it makes you have to look at each video one after another from them being posted instead of looking at a shitload of thumbnails and then just trying to decide from there, which one looks the most enticing. So I always use the list view. Um, I also installed a plugin because I use Chrome. Um, I don't know if it's available outside of Chrome. It is a plugin that is literally called YouTube dash shorts block. And though I feel bad because I do feel like this can stifle creators work and that I, I feel like being a YouTuber, I am committing blasphemy by doing this, but it helps my mental health. And I'm sorry, I'm going to prioritize my mental health first, uh, especially on my own personal account where I view YouTube. So, and I like, I feel like I watch more YouTube than TV. Like YouTube is my bottom bitch. Not only am I on the platform as a creator, I'm on the platform as a consumer. Like I pay for YouTube premium because I use it so much. I would rather have YouTube premium over cable. So I don't have cable. I have YouTube premium. So that's what I'm saying. Like YouTube, I think you also have to understand that I am a big consumer of it because this stuff might not matter to any of y'all, but if you are a big YouTube consumer, I would recommend following these tips for lowering stimuli. So you can use the plugin on Chrome. It literally takes shorts. Normally there's a big strip that like shows you shorts from your creators that you're subscribed to. It removes that bar completely. So I don't even see shorts when I use YouTube on my desktop. I don't see it, which is predominantly where I use YouTube. So I don't even see shorts at all. And then this was the thing that I was like, why have I not been using this? Oh my gosh theater mode. So when you open a video on desktop, when you open a video, there's a button at the bottom of the video. There's like one that says full screen. If we're going from right to left, it's full screen play on TV. And then there's a button that says theater mode. If you press T on your keyboard, it also activates it, but theater mode basically makes it to where the video is at the top of the screen and the sidebar of videos that you would see 
gets pushed down. So you can't see all of that. You only see the video or you can just watch every video on full screen if you want to. But I find that to be annoying sometimes. So love theater mode. We love her. I feel like I consume videos fully because of theater mode or I watch them on my TV, which the TV is always full screen. So I don't have to worry about this problem. But those things I genuinely feel like have changed my relationship with YouTube. I'm not skimming through videos. I'm not watching two minutes here and there. And then like already having four more videos waiting to be played. I just don't do that. And also I used to like open my subscription feed and then I would open a tab for a video. So I would still have a subscription feed tab open. I don't let myself do that either. If I see a video I want to watch, I click on that video and I let it like go in the same browser window. And then I will go back to my subscription page after the video's over. So I feel like that really helped me a lot. And those are just like some tips and tricks that I have used to basically stop being so overstimulated by social media to overcome what I really do believe. If it is not a full-blown addiction, it's very much giving like addictive tendencies to social media. So uh, now I wanna tell you like how I feel since I've made these amazing changes. So the first thing that I've noticed since I made all of these changes that benefits me is number one, my self-trust is so much higher. I have built such better rapport with myself. And I say this to y'all all the time, the way that you build rapport with yourself is by doing the things that you said that you would do. So if you feel like you are chronically saying you're gonna do things and then not following through, it's okay to not follow through all the time because we want progress, not perfection. But if you find that you're never following through, over time, this actually erodes your ability to trust yourself. And that was my biggest problem and why I was like really fucking upset by this shit because I felt like I didn't trust myself to do anything. Like if I said I was going to work the next day, I would be anxious the night before because I didn't believe that I would do it. Like I, I feel like this, the stuff I'm saying sounds crazy, but I feel like somebody out there needs this level of vulnerability. And I just, I hope y'all can just like hold this vulnerability because it is kind of, it's, it's stuff that I feel like I would share with somebody in my life, like face to face, but like sharing it with honestly, probably a couple thousand people is, it, it feels weird, <laughs> but I feel like somebody's going to get it. Somebody's going to get it. But my self-trust and my like rapport with myself is so much higher. Um, I also, as a happy consequence, I get so much more work done. Like I also don't let myself really go on YouTube until after I've at least done my recording for the day. If I'm going to do recording like podcasts or videos that day. And that has really helped. And I get so much more work done, not being distracted. So that has really, really helped me. I'm able to focus a lot more intensely too. Like I noticed that I have such like high focal periods of work instead of always feeling like I'm bouncing between work and entertainment. And that has really helped a lot. Um, another happy consequence of this is like, I also feel like I just really enjoy media now. Like for example, 
Um, not only do I feel like I'm, I consume YouTube videos, like whole videos. I'm at the point where I recently started watching people's, uh, book synopsis videos of books that I like didn't finish. I've started listening to synopsis of people explaining plots of books. And sometimes those videos are like two hours long and I will just sit through that happily. Me a month ago. Oh my God. I could never, I could never, I was so overstimulated and looking for more stimuli that I could never, but now I feel like I'm able to actually fully enjoy things that, uh, I'm able to fully enjoy like just long form content again. So that feels really good. Being able to actually support creators, enjoy long form content. And I feel like I get more out of it because of that. And also, even when it comes to like TV shows, I feel like I have, so much more time and space for like full series. Like I told y'all a couple weeks ago that I'd been rewatching Dexter. That's something I wouldn't have been able to do before because I didn't have the attention span for it. Like I really feel like for a while there, my attention span was consistently being lowered and people talk about this that like, Oh, social media, it's making us all have the attention span of a goldfish, but like, no, it really is. (laughs) That's not a joke. Like that shit is serious. So Uh, I feel like I just like I do, I watch more long form content and it's a good thing. I also find that I read more books again, because I feel like I have the attention span for it. And the final thing that I wanted to say that was like a good thing that I've experienced is I feel like I've also romanticized my life more. I feel like I'm not always looking for the next like stimulating thing. And I feel like I actually have space to take slower moments. I'm not moving so fast and zoomy all the time. And I feel like it's also just like helped my, when I feel generalized anxiety, I feel like it's really helped the generalized anxiety. Like I feel a lot more calm because I trust myself and I trust that I'll do what I say. And it just, it's been an all around good experience. I hope that you got something out of this episode. I hope that if you've been struggling with something similar, I gave you some good ideas on how to combat that and how to basically take control of your social media space, take control of your social media space and to regain your own, regain your time, regain your time. And, uh, I'd really love to know what you think of this episode. Like I said, I feel like some of the stuff I talked about today, like nobody has this problem and it's just me out here screaming into the void that I had a weird ass problem. And anyways, I'm gonna stop talking about it, but thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to stay cozy and I will talk to you again next week. Bye.